I acknowledge with gratitude that I'm a settler who lives and creates on the unceded traditional territories of the Samiamu First Nation, which lies within the shared territories of the Kwantlen, Patsy, and Stolo First Nation. To experience less wear and tear in our days, creating our own insider's guides can help us manage our limited resources, time, energy, and capacity to spend them on the things that we value. What started as one episode about getting started, continuing and finishing something we want to do, but are struggling with, has now expanded to five episodes. Each one focused on different aspects of the struggle and solutions that are working. When we have ADHD, we can easily forget hard-won wisdom and insight. I'm sharing today several ways to make that easier, how to capture those ideas, create an individualized insider's guide by breaking down what needs to be done and have what you need on hand to really do the things. Not sure if you're ready for that? I'm also going to discuss what to do if you're just tipping your toes into the waters or if you're on a deep dive like me. When we have ADHD, one size does not fit all. Welcome to the ADHD Friendly Lifestyle. I'm your host, Moira Maben, a woman, mom, educator, and I have late diagnosed ADHD. This is the place to practice getting rid of guilt or shame and spending more time with our strengths and passions. There are things that I wish I had known about my ADHD sooner that are allowing me to make different decisions to make my life more ADHD friendly, and I want to share them with you. For show notes, including next steps, resources, and articles on this topic, visit ADHDFriendlyLifestyle.com. Okay, let's get started. I've gradually accepted that the only way to take control of my life is by slowing down. It goes against the messages we are given. Do more with less, squeeze the most out of every day, and hurry to get to the finish line. What does the finish line even look like? Is it a finish we want? What about the journey there? Does that count for anything? When the paths we have traveled these last few years have changed more than we could have ever imagined, that question looms large in my brain. We've all had to adjust and readjust again and again, trying out ways to cope and manage life. The journeys have been hard and the destination unclear. Multiple studies have shown that focusing on the journey increases motivation and helps us to see greater change and personal growth. Well, okay then, that's something I could use some help with. The journey matters, and it's not been easy for most of us. One thing that has made the journey better and decreased many of my struggles have been my insider's guide. An insider's guide reduces guesswork, increases certainty, and saves me time, energy, capacity, and even money. It has instructions and information in an easy reference format for things that I want or need to do, but for a whole bunch of reasons, it's not worked or felt just too hard. The guide can be a document, a folder, a binder, a spreadsheet, anything that brings together details you collect that will make it easier to do something. I have multiple versions. Well, I guess different volumes might be more accurate. I've talked a lot lately about creating one for my writing process. That has been one of the hardest. I did not start there. One of the first was a small binder for when we got a 20-year-old pop-up trailer. It included the manual, the original 1997 brochure found online, 
guides for different parts, receipts, and most importantly, clear, simple directions for putting it up, taking it down, maintenance, and towing safety. All in checklist form. I find details too easy to miss. I needed to have a step-by-step checklist to reduce the chance of glossing over anything. I have an insider's guide volume for travel. Built over time, it's been compiled from our experiences, online articles, and lists. Most of them are checklists that started as one thing and then became more specific to the person or activity. We have multiple camping lists, two for packing, one for people, and one for the trailer. A camping menu, a camping grocery list, and one from what must happen with the trailer when we get home. For traveling in general, we have checklists for what to do the week before we go away, one for the day we leave, a grocery list for coming home, a list for what happens when we return, and one, if our dog can't come with us, what happens for her. I also have packing lists for kids going to camp and variations for different times of year. I have developed these over the years. And now when my kids are going somewhere, they ask me to print one off. We can easily adjust numbers for shirts or socks and feel assured we won't forget anything we need. I wanted to put an end to having to go emergency shopping because my then four-year-old son had only one pair of underwear for two weeks. Or my daughter didn't have a swimsuit and rubber boots on a trip she needed both. If you don't see a need for this, great. For me, it meant that on my most recent trip, when I was short on time, I could grab my list and pack in a very short time without anxiety that I would miss something. It also means I don't have to come up with the same ideas or lists repeatedly. Moms tend to be the executive function for the whole family. And when we also have ADHD, that can drain our tank very quickly. And that can make this mom cranky. I now take those lists with us. So when we are getting ready to come home, we use them to make sure we haven't forgotten anything. I used to repeatedly check and recheck to avoid forgetting something. There were two unexpected benefits. First, I have begun to pack a little bit less. The list helped me have a way to know if I've brought too much. Second, I accept that I will always pack more than my husband. I dress based on how I am feeling in the moment. And I can't know how I will feel five days from now, what my mind and body will want to wear. So if I must pay for a checked bag of luggage to get that, it's an ADHD tax I have accepted. Now, if I only had the suitcase with the button that pops out when the suitcase is too heavy, that would be a treat. Another volume I have been working on for many years is my garden and yard binder. It's taken a while because my need for it is seasonal. And while the travel and camper guides have significant consequences in terms of money or safety if I drop a ball, Our garden was mature when we moved in, and if I make a mistake or don't do something, there won't be any real consequences. I wasn't much of a gardener before. I can now name most of the plants, shrubs, and trees, but cannot keep their care straight in my head. I also don't really want to because the effort that would take isn't necessary when I can create a chart that tells me each month what needs to happen. General garden and lawn care is easily adapted from the many lists that are already online. It was also easy to find care sheets for the living things in my garden. And there's so many that it was easy to find one that I actually liked the look of better than others. We don't have to suffer that way. I group them by where they are in the yard. That way, when I read about one and I instantly forget it, 
I can look again. Both lists help me to prioritize what must be done and what would be nice to get to. I found ways to simplify yard care and how to have a more weed, drought, and bug-resistant lawn. So we aren't out there for hours on end when we don't want to be. From year to year, having the growing guide makes it easier to pick up where I left off. One thing I hope to include this year, after many years of feeling thwarted, is to have a way to tame my hoses, including connectors and adapters. I have dealt with the nemesis known as tangled hoses. I don't know if you know, but I have ADHD. And one way it shows up for me is not paying very much attention to hoses until they bug me because they don't do what I want them to do. The main result is getting wet a lot. Then I found out about connectors and adapters so I could stay dry and wrangle hoses. Because who wants to go back and forth turning taps on and off all day? I swear this is a true story and there's no embellishment. Anyway, I did not know that hoses, nozzles, connectors, adapters, sprinklers come in both male and female versions that will only work when matched up with the other type. That meant while I was dry, I was still wandering around the yard trying to figure out how to make this all work. I want a world of hoses where any adapter or connector will work. Since it doesn't seem I live there yet, to solve this grave problem in my life, I will need to take some more time to wander around my yard and figure out a setup that works for me and the hoses. Then I really want to take that last step and record what I did so that next spring it will be there in my insider's guide. And I will appreciate that greatly. An interesting thing happened after I wrote that paragraph. I didn't really have a position one way or the other about actually sorting this out. Then I got myself to think through what would happen if I didn't do it. I could see that it wasn't just an anecdote because all humor aside, the hoses frustrate me. They take time and attention I don't want to spend on them. They consume capacity that is a limited resource and I don't want to spend it there repeatedly. Anything that I spend this much time grumbling about for this many years deserves a solution, especially when there is one available to me, one that I will appreciate every time I go out there and use the hoses. Every time it will make me happy. Developing my yard and garden and its insider's guide over the last five years has been helpful for me in other ways too. Together, nature and my guides have been tangible ways of seeing and then accepting that small steps, doing things in progressive stages, creating a foundation, and allowing for time to pass does lead to progress and growth that wouldn't have been possible any other way. To be clear, with anything we want to do that we find hard to do, it is valuable to remember it's easier when we start small and build skills for all the stages involved. So often it's a struggle to get where we are going and do the thing at all. Sometimes it could also be that we are so eager to be done, we will do just about anything to be at the finish line. Starting small and building skills doesn't sound like a fast way to get things done, especially when we can look around and see so many things that we need or want to do. It's almost a case of something we must do. The way our thinking works, it's harder for us to be able to break down tasks into stages, pieces, and we often find it hard 
because we don't have what we actually need to complete the tasks. The way to get around that is to specifically have ways we adapt what we want to do for our ADHD brains. We can have plans for the different stages of a project or a task. There are three at a minimum, setting up, doing the thing, and finishing. And I mentioned in my last episode, I've created a fourth, the after effect. By allowing ourselves and then protecting that time to slow down and start small, pick one area to try this with, like I did with my camping binder. When we work on the skills we use in all tasks or projects, there are so many wins to this approach. We get something done, like I got my trailer done for that first summer. We also have the detailed information to do it again. We're practicing the skills needed to break down a project into tasks. And fourth, every time since then that I have pulled out that binder, that's when I get the biggest payoff. I don't have to figure this all out again. I can trust the work I put into this. I can follow the steps. That's how and when I get to speed up. Don't miss the value in starting small, building skills, and going slow. We're used to montages with corresponding mood music showing slow, laborious growth and change in mere seconds. After seeing that again and again, we don't really get to understand what happens along the way. It's not the destination we're after. It's the journey and having a good one too. Is this all sounding like more work than you're interested in? Maybe what I want help with doesn't make you go, ooh, I'd love that. Let me ask you, what do you do at least annually and you find yourself having to relearn or hunt down what is needed all while feeling resentful that you need to do that? Those are the things you need to include in your insider's guide. To be honest, I also did some of the trailer stuff knowing that I would want to be able to hand it off to my kids and that they could follow it without my involvement. So is there something you want to be easier and you want to make it easier for someone else to do? If you have littles, it could even be how to sort laundry or empty the dishwasher. The process is the same if it will free up time and energy in the future. After writing this episode, I was planning a meal for Easter. There were no surprises because there is a meal I like to have once a year. Every year, the preparation is the exact same. Make a list of what we're having, find the recipes, check ingredients, make a grocery list, figure out the steps and timing to bring it all together. This year, I wrote it all down so that next year, I can save that time and energy for something else. It only took me 20 years of making that dinner to come up with that hack but I hope to have it once a year for decades more. So that's a win to me. For me, having a shortcut for a holiday family dinner is what will help me. That may not be your thing. Having different things we want to make simpler is to be expected. In fact, it's necessary for us. One size does not fit all with ADHD. Our ADHD and how it impacts our lives is a personal thing. This one episode idea has now expanded into five. That's a really deep dive into getting started, doing, and finishing things. Most people don't spend the amount of time steeped in all things ADHD that I do. One episode on this topic may have been enough for you, 
or it may give you an idea for another area of your life. The episode still to come is more specifics on how do I actually get my butt in the chair? What do I do so I can pause and maybe even finish? When considering what you want to do with this episode, this series, or whether you even have the capacity to consider that right now, I wonder if you know what type of listener you are. What brought you here and what are you looking for? Knowing that gives us a direction on what to do with all of this information on getting things done. I had three types of listeners in mind when I created the podcast. I got so excited when I opened up Dr. Rosier's book, the author of Your Brain's Not Broken, and she describes and names those three same types as the readers she envisioned. I'm really starting to think, or is it hope, that she and I would be good friends if we knew each other. I just love her ideas and how her mind works too. Dr. Rosier writes about the wanderer, the puzzler, and the laser-focused. The wanderers are here because someone shared this episode with you, or your interest was piqued. I welcome you. If all of this is news to you, and you're dipping your toes into ADHD waters, take what you need and leave what you don't. The puzzlers want to know and understand more. There are questions to be answered. They're trying to understand ADHD, untangling myths and stereotypes, along with realizing that ADHD is far more complex than they first thought. For some who are puzzling, ADHD can feel ever-present and all-consuming. It can feel overwhelming and disheartening. We don't need to figure it all out. And actually, that's impossible. Remember to breathe, take breaks, go outside. Again, take what you need, leave what you don't. It doesn't have to happen all right now. Then there is the laser-focused. I count myself in this group. There is no doubt a lot of my life is about ADHD. Learning, applying, managing, and sharing all of that learning. Understanding ADHD and helping others have the knowledge and tools for a satisfying and sustainable life with ADHD is my purpose. For those of us, we are hungry to follow up on the information, questions, prompts, and links in the areas we're focused on. Do you see yourself in any of those? For this episode, and trying to make it easier to do stuff, it's a good idea to be aware of where you are in your journey with ADHD overall, but also in getting things done. If you're currently a wanderer, this series may have been too much, or you may have enjoyed listening to it, and you're giving yourself permission to just leave it there. Take what you need, leave what you don't. One thing to consider, especially if you're in the puzzling or laser-focused territory. It can be easy to plan ourselves in one of them and want to go all in with all the things. Even though I was laser-focused reading Dr. Rosier's book, and I'm pretty engaged in the podcast content, I realized, in fact, we are and need to be all three. No one has the capacity to be laser-focused all the time. Trust me, I've tried, and it, it doesn't work over the long run. Does anyone need a reality check here? Given a list of the things you want to focus on or change, would you be able to identify which ones were more important to you? Or would you be tempted to tick the boxes of very important for all of them? 
We can't change or do everything at once. Yes, my personality can tend towards laser focused, especially in areas of keen interest. But even in that, I am still limiting my focus in working on my writing ability. The learning spilling over into other areas of my life is incidental. I am also a puzzler. Right now, in relation to my ADHD, I'm wondering if I will be able to create that time and space I talked about so often lately. If you heard my spring announcement, you know that there's been some changes. Fulfilling the commitments I made to others had to be reshaped in a way that's taking up a huge amount of my time. More than I can manage, in fact. That must be temporary. I'm telling myself that it is. But there's that small voice of doubt in my head. I think my trust in myself and my commitment to the life I want is stronger. And if this persists beyond a week or two, then it will be time to come up with some new questions and look for some answers. And I'm a wanderer. There are always things that pique my interest that I am curious about. I love having time at least every week when it can't be daily to free range and check out some things. Just following where my mind wants to go and looking up and doing what I want to do. I recently stumbled on an interview with Bill Hayes, author of Sweat, The History of Exercise. My first degree was in social and cultural history. I've always loved movement and exercise, and he and the interviewer were incredibly engaging. I wandered into this book and I'm enjoying it on Audible as a break from all things ADHD. One thing is for certain, when you have ADHD, we are complex and multifaceted. There's no putting us in the box. To experience less wear and tear in our days, creating our own insider's guides can help us manage our limited resources, time, energy, and capacity, so we can spend them on the things we value. It does take more work to set up, but the happiness in being able to see and feel the benefits of what you did to help yourself is awesome. Okay, you've done the hard work by staying to the end. Your reward? Here are the main takeaways from today's episode. Number one, multiple studies have shown that focusing on the journey increases motivation and helps us to see greater change and personal growth. Number two, a journey with ADHD is going to have bumps along the way and insider's guides are a way to get rid of some of them. Number three, an insider's guide brings together details you collect that makes it easier to do it again. We can make them for anything. Built over time, your own guides or how-to manuals can be compiled from our experiences, online articles, and lists. They can include photos of how things look, where they are, checklists, and have spin-offs that start as one thing and then become more specific to the person or activity. Number four, they reinforce starting small and building skills. Choose something you'd like not to have to remember the steps to. It took me a few years before I was ready to create an insider's guide for something that is really hard for me. Number five, there are many payoffs. You complete something, you have the detailed information to do it again. You are practicing the skills needed to break things down into steps. And my favorite, you don't have to figure it all out again. I always include notes, feedback, and improvements 
when I'm doing the thing so that I can use it again in the future. Being able to trust myself and use instructions I truly understand, that's when I speed up. I hope you've enjoyed today's show and would love to hear your thoughts. To get in touch, you can write me an email at ask at ADHDfriendlylifestyle.com. Connect with me on my website, Instagram, and Facebook at ADHD Friendly Lifestyle or Twitter at ADHDFL. Every episode has a website page with show notes, transcripts, next steps, resources, and articles related to the topic. To get these, visit ADHDFriendlyLifestyle.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, the best way is to subscribe on the podcast player of your choice and by taking the time to rate and review it there. And here are other podcasts for your listening pleasure. On Hacking Your ADHD, Will Curb gives tips, tools, and insights. Brendan Mahan hosts ADHD Essentials, focusing on parenting and education. Thanks for listening. See you later.